0: The city's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concourse ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news, the greatest views, and the biggest names in Rolling Thunder right in your ears. ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, a freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com and owner of a sweet 1960 Corvette and a smoking 61 Impala, Brett Hatfield and 30 plus year radio veteran author playwright lousy karaoke singer and lover of fat and freaky american classic cars mark catfish groves let's put the pedal to the metal road, road muscle muscle radio, radio. Is, is on the air Another week, another show, Brett. Here we are doing it again. What did you find cool this week, dude? Oh, I have been, well, you know me. I'm, I'm combing like a like a catfish in the bottom yeah. of the Mississippi. I know there's a car down here somewhere and it will be mine. So uh, I discovered the for sale part, and I know it's been around forever. I'm late to the game. Hemmings Motor News. Oh, Hemmings is a Hemings. treasure trove. Oh, my God. You can find everything. There's so much. Of course, all of it's 1,200 miles away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a God. Dirty words. But I did kind of find a 66 Chrysler New Yorker. That
1: is aircraft carrier. Dude, this
0: thing's a battleship. And it's canary yellow with a red interior. Oh and, my God, that's a
1: lot of you're gonna. It's the Oscar Mayer Mobile. Oh,
0: it is. It's like it's basically cutting a bird open, and it's oh, it's gorgeous. It's and the the seats are these stupid. It's ridiculous. Kind of a tuck and roll velvet. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been redone. And,
1: oh man, I really want to see this thing now. Uh, where? where is it?
0: I want to be in there. So it's somewhere in Vermont, uh, Putney, Vermont. Which I even are you looked, kidding? I even looked for um. Airports nearby, and they don't even have any airports nearby. I can't even. I'm I'm guessing
1: nearest airports in New Hampshire somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's a hundred miles away before you can even start getting there. And I'm like, really, really. So I looked up what shipping would be, and it's thirteen to eighteen hundred dollars. Really, it'd be nineteen hundred bucks in gas. But, oh, dude, it's a it's quite the square freaking I'm really, green boat.
1: I'm really wanting to see this thing. Bright yellow with a red velvet tuck red, and roll. Oh,
0: yeah. Just, it's all kinds. of, And the dashboard's red, and it has the wood grain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's all kinds of not sexy, sexy. But, so, uh, it, uh, okay, I, I'm going to kick myself for asking how much. 39. How's the body? It's actually pretty straight. They did do a little bit of repair. One of the doors got dented. The guy did some repair, and apparently he couldn't find quite that yellow of a paint from when he bought it. So it's slightly—it's off a shade, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I'd love it. And I, I would put all kinds of stickers and stuff on it okay. anyway for for Road Muscle Radio. Well, let's and, see. My, and cu- this and that. my
1: cousin's got a diesel pickup. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: going to need something to tow it back.
1: You, you know anybody with a flatbed trailer? Good grief. I'm starting to try to figure out how to go get this monstrosity. <laughs> I bet you
0: feel dirty inside now, don't you? Ew, ew. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. Let's get to something else.
0: You betcha. Get your brain in gear for what's going on. Time
1: for What's News on Road
0: Muscle Radio.
1: We're getting to the news in a second. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out just you've been looking at that Dodge van here in town
0: for 3 weeks just well, bought- the, the, the- the Transmission went clunky on it. Well, look I, I at want it. i to buy one that I can we'll get it, it to
1: it, drive it, we'll and roll. It. We can we can paint it <sighs> banana yellow. We can put crushed red velvet interior. <laughs> you just in
0: like it. the van and you want me to own
1: it so you can play with it. I know what's going on here. You're no, not kidding I, me, Mr. I looked, man. At, I looked at those and I meant to ask you a question. Uh-huh. I've seen some of those old Dodge cab over vans and they've got double doors on both sides. Yeah. Is this one of them? Nope. That has just double doors on one and it's full panel. There's no uh, glass. Okay, well, no, no, no. I just I'd seen one that was full panel and had double doors on both sides, and so I that don't you can know jump that I, right through. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that I'd ever seen that before. No, that, that it, doesn't ring a bell. At oh, that. for the love of God, buy that van. We're not going to. We're not. Where was it? Vermont. We're not going to Vermont. No.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. <laughs> Please, God, let us change it's a new topics. It's From. So <laughs> and it's, yeah, go, on, go. On, because this it's, is a this is a cool and weird story. It, this this is one of the more bizarre stories I've seen come out of automotive news. Uh, a little bit of an unsettling article Motorola's applied for a patent for an autonomous cop car what? that would take you it would it would take the place of police riding you in and taking you to jail and then having you arraigned they stick you in the car the car takes you away takes you to to jail or depending upon the infraction can call your attorney call a judge you can be arraigned while you're sitting in the car what depending upon what the the infraction is Uh uh-huh uh-huh you can take out your atm card and pay for it on the spot okay now that's just
0: that's starting to get a little on the creepy side yeah oh my gosh instant payment yeah a little a little robocop now, when I was a kid, uh, I got a speeding ticket when I was 16 in Oklahoma. Just one? And, uh, yeah, well, I was visiting my brother while he was living down there in Tulsa, and uh, they, they liked their payment right there. You could pay the cop right then. Now, this was obviously quite some time ago, but wow. uh, it's either you pay the cop or they take your license, and they, they, they always- got my license because I didn't have the money on me. Yeah, well, they always just
1: took my beer oh
0: my god (laughs) (laughs) wow all right so autonomous cars
1: autonomous cop car puts you in the back calls the judge you know video monitor (laughs) your wife tells tells her that you also
0: smell like you know
1: perfume yeah cheap perfume you've got lipstick calls your wife tells her she should be ashamed uh (laughs) let you call your attorney let you swipe your atm card boy streamline everything and also kind of Take some of the work away from the police because they don't have to ride you in and all that other garbage. But uh, it's supposed to be That's so Robocop. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it's, no.
0: it's the Ed Two Hundred Nine, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's the Ed Two Hundred Nine. You will
1: comply, and uh, and you don't have a choice. <laughs> they said this is a level five autonomous vehicle. Now I Ooh, have to look... level five. Yeah, well, I have to look up the levels and see. I what I have they no idea what that even yeah, means. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I but think... it sounds scary. Man, it's scary and overrated. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> but. Yeah, they said, oh, and on top of all that, inside the car they can test for drugs, alcohol, and whether or not you went to church on Sunday.
0: I hope they at least do, like, also a blood pressure test and maybe your uh, cholesterol.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. Get that quick (laughs) checkup. But,
0: you know, stay away from a prostate if you don't mind. Call the judge. Call your lawyer. (laughs) Call your doctor. (laughs) Hey, listen, you're not keeping an eye on this guy. Here comes your chiropractor. Hey, I heard you're feeling a little... uh, a little messed up. Well, they jammed me in that back seat. Good Lord! You know, we'll see if that happens because, in a weird way, it also kind of makes sense. It's just an it's an automatic paddy wagon.
1: Hey, let it happen when I'm the on the other, other, other bones, Yeah, no kidding. Let it happen when I'm on the other side of the dirt. I don't want to be part of that world. Yeah, that's eh. that's okay. I like talking to the cop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, pretty good people. Yeah, not and too Pretty funny.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, the only thing I I can add to that in the time that we have left. Uh, Elon Musk, the
1: oh, uh, leader of Tesla,
0: had to resign as chairman. You know he's he's kind of a mouthpiece, yeah, and yeah, a yeah. little bit of a motor mouth, yeah, especially when he's smoking dope on uh, Joe mall. Rogan. Uh, and because of his little oopsie tweets, uh, sound familiar? Um, he uh, talking about funding going private. Uh, he was fined twenty million. The company was fined twenty million. Yeah, the SEC paid.
1: came after it.
0: Oh yeah, and he even has to
1: have people that check his tweets now. <laughs> That's that was the most unbelievable He's part in of the tweet whole jail. jail. <laughs> oh nice! Way <laughs> that, to go, know, Elon. See where you, what that got you. I love the guy.
0: Uh, too smart for his uh, his own oh, good. Way you know? too
1: smart for his own good. We but, all know uh, a couple you know, of them.
0: Keep going, Elon. Keep going. You know, just stay the course. Stay the course. Coming up next, Dana Forrester is going to jo- join us. He's an automotive artist. Really cool paintings of Corvettes and other cars, goats,
1: Mercedes. Oh, he knows a oh, ton
2: so gorgeous. about
1: Corvettes. He's a he's an authority. And uh, also, heck of a nice guy.
0: We're going to talk art world next, coming up on Road Muscle Radio.
1: Welcome back to Road Muscle Radio. I am Brett Hatfield. I'm here with my co-host, Catfish Groves. Woo-hoo! And tonight we've got a really fantastic guest. We've got a gentleman that I've known off and on for about 20 years. He's a fellow NCRS nerd, which means he's a Corvette guy. And he's also one of the most gifted artists I know, Dana Forrester. Dana, welcome to the show.
2: Hello, everybody. How are you doing?
1: Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, Dana is an automotive artist who lives in Independence, Missouri. He's also a longtime National Corvette Restorer Society member and also a master judge, which means he knows more about Corvettes than I do. What? Uh, well, that does You just sense.
0: said that out loud? Yeah.
1: I'm so glad I recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been preserved forever now. And uh, Dana's work is so good that I keep buying it. I have several of Dana's prints, and as long as I keep buying Corvettes, I have to keep going back and seeing what he's got that matches my cars. (laughs) Dana, how did you get started painting with watercolor?
2: I, um, I, when I was in college uh, at uh, what used to be Northeast Missouri State University, now Truman State University, um, I had to take a year of watercolor and I had struggled just to get C's, and it just infuriated me. I was really frustrated because it is it is pretty difficult in the beginning days to do. But the um, the the instructor made the entire class paint Mexican landscapes. Really? Well, I have no idea what that looks like, you know. And um, we we all were very frustrated with that format. And I decided once I left school, I was going to create something in watercolor, the opposite way of what he was teaching. And, uh, Rebel. I, I was criticized for wanting to do anything in detail uh, by two of the instructors. And I thought, well, there's a good incentive. I'm just going to show them <laughs> what I can do. And eventually, welcome to that's screw what I've you. It's
1: <laughs> a college I went yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how did you get it? When did you know you were interested in Corvettes?
2: Well, I was in the back seat of my dad's car about 1962 in the fall of '62, and I saw a black Stingray coupe go by. I'd never seen that. I didn't look at automotive magazines in those days but I certainly did after I saw that car. And that changed my life. I wanted one. My parents always said, what do you want for birthday or for Christmas? And they knew what was coming. <laughs> I want a Corvette. <laughs> didn't, I didn't get one until I was 40 years old. And uh, that's uh, part of growing up and having a family and everything. Uh-huh. So uh, finally, I I got one in the late 80s. <clears throat> And I've had several since and still have two.
0: So what was that starter kit? What kind of Corvette was that, your very first one?
2: The first one was a 1966 Red Coupe.
0: Oh, we're uh, both making was... O faces. Oh,
2: what a
1: way to start. <laughs> and, right.
2: and it was a, uh, a small block, a 350 horse and a four-speed. Mm-hmm. And I really loved the car. It, it wasn't a real <sighs> pure car. By that I mean it wasn't really with all original motor and body parts it had been crashed, and somebody before me had put on you know new front <clears throat> front fiberglass,
0: so that would have already been gotten out of the way
2: yay mm-hmm. see they they were just helping you along yeah, <laughs> well, that's right, that's and right. you don't
1: feel guilty about driving those they, oh no doubt
2: that 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 was the first one that I got, and uh really enjoyed it and um Kept looking for more possibilities. Um, actually, a cu- after having the car for a couple of years, I decided to try to paint my car just for me. I was already doing a series of nationally known brick wall signs, the old Coca-Cola and Pepsi signs painted on a wall right. with all the detail in it. <clears throat> and uh, some Corvette Club members suggested that I paint Corvette in front of a brick wall, and I'd, I'd already thought of that. I just didn't think it would work. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put a 1960 red and white Corvette in front of a, um, a Chevrolet dealership, a sidewall with a Corvette sign painted on it. Boom, boom. Boy, that just really took off. Uh, the catalog, uh, Corvette catalog people picked it up and uh it it sold the the whole edition in about a year it was really hot um i you know. have
0: to i have to admit right at this moment that i'm really embarrassed when you said you were going to paint a corvette i thought you meant you were going to paint your corvette and I'm like, I mean, this dude's mean, painting a paint brick wall. On the did, the Corvette? did you do no. any Mexican landscapes on the side of that '66? No. Was the door big enough? Yeah, well. <laughs> but I, I get you now. And I'm, I just got onto your website, which uh dot com, and I'm looking at some of the pictures you're talking about, like in front of the brick walls. And this is very, very cool.
1: Now, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just it was like, oh my god, I'm so stupid. The red and white '60 in front of the Chevy dealership—is that smooth as velvet? Is that
2: <laughs> mm, no? It's not. Then that's one that I don't own. One. I got to find that one. Good luck.
1: Oh, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
2: it sold out in probably nineteen ninety ninety one. I might have a copy or two. I, I'm not sure.
1: Oh man, uh,
2: there's stuff that kind of falls through the, the drawers that I've got. You know, they get get left behind when I redo things. But um, I may have something like that.
1: Oh, that and, would be uh, that'd it, be fantastic. it was a real
2: landmark piece for me, obviously. I didn't expect the success that I had and um it's uh it's been it's been a fun ride. I did my first watercolor of that I spoke of in the uh with the corvette and the brick wall sign in nineteen ninety and that kicked off a whole series of things uh that I did mostly with brick wall signs and then I did one in front of actually the red car that I talked about earlier, my first Corvette. I put it in front of Winstead's oh, on the whole cool. Fun, very cool. And uh, that was a huge hit too. Oh, sure. And uh, you know, there's just um, so so. It's a it's a it's been a really challenging yet satisfying career to go ahead and keep finding these cars that are going to be that special and find them in a place, in a situation, uh, or put them in a situation that that I feel really goes with the car, whether it's relative to the subject of the car, the age of the car, or the colors of the car. Uh, I'm currently working on a 2019 Sebring Orange ZR1, oh, cool. and I put it in front of a Union 76 station, which has four pumps in front of it and a canopy that comes out. But the canopy has the same color of orange around the edge of the canopy and the station. And uh, I thought, wow, that's a really really cool combination. So uh, I'll be getting it done in the next couple of months probably.
1: We're talking to Dana Forrester, uh, Master Judge with the NCRS and world-renowned watercolor painter. Dana, how many car-related pieces have you done now?
2: Well, probably I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Probably I think definitely. uh, My record (laughs) keeping is is fairly accurate, but there's times when I don't really want to know how many I've done. Um,
0: You know, I'm looking at on your website for your automotive series. There's uh 18 pages, and it it says 211 results. And it's yeah, just, it's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I've done more than that. Uh, <laughs> those are the, the ones on my website are only the ones that I have a reproduction series of. Um, there, There's uh, one category that shows some of the uh, custom orders that I've done for customers, and they own the only one. Um,
1: I'm starting to wonder what it takes to get a 61 Impala done.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> there's, there's prices. No. It's
0: right there on the on the website. Well, now I'm going to have to go look. <laughs> and actually, that's those are very competitive prices for a custom painted uh, yeah. portrait. How long does it take that's you to of... do an average painting?
2: Oh, so, um, I the standard size that I use is called a half sheet of watercolor paper, and that's roughly uh, an image 14 inches tall and 22 inches long. Um, those those go for Four thousand five hundred to five thousand. Um, the hours would be about a hundred and fifty working hours, put over about all about two months usually. Do you uh, have? I do. I do six or eight pieces simultaneously. That was
1: my question: Is do you have multiple pieces working at uh, all at once?
2: <clears throat> yes, I do. And, uh, that, that keeps me from, you know, when I reach a point with a painting and I begin to become confused as to what I want to do in a certain area, or that, um, I'm just unsure how I'm going to handle it, I'll take that and I paint it on, uh, plexiglass sheets, um, a plexiglass and I turn it to the wall and I pick up another one. I've got, I've got two, uh, two work stations in my, uh, studio and oftentimes i've got six of them going not all of them are on the the table but um i i always like to be able to look at them or not look at them for maybe two or three weeks turn it around and oh man i'm getting i get excited about it again or i i feel like hey i know now i know what to do with this problem so i i have to work very deliberately and um I find that I create more work when I do, you know, five or six different pieces simultaneously.
0: But it keeps you challenged, which is kind of great. Coming up next, we're going to talk more uh, with our good friend and artist extraordinaire, Dana Forster, about uh, maybe the toughest car to be able to paint. That's up next in Road Muscle Radio. Welcome back to Road Muscle Radio. I'm Catfish Groves along with Brett Hatfield. Brett's a freelance auto journalist, and he's a senior auto auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine and writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com. And even uh, I saw your – if you go to uh, Road Road
1: Muscle Radio, yeah, on Facebook, I saw your post about uh, the Gents Place. Uh, Yeah, the Gents Place. I've been writing for their automotive blog now for a few months. And I uh, got a new article up this week about the affordable 911, the 996 from uh, 1999 to 2004. Uh, you can get them. They're out there. And the
0: Porsche uh, – Porsche, Porsche,
1: Porsche. Yeah, the Porsche, <laughs> the, the Porsche purists don't like the 996 because it's the first of the air-cooled cars. And they have really fallen off on real resale prices. Really? Oh, yeah. You can get a very nice 911 for less than a used Camry.
0: You know, I got to admit, I love it when purists decide to go poo. That's fine. Uh, on,
1: and it's like, oh, look, no, it's, it's now good. in my price range. No, that's good for the rest of us. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: bring that on. Hate on it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, if, if, you've,
1: if you've always wanted to lay your hands on one, but they were always out of reach. And the other thing about the 996 is, more comfortable ac works better heat works better uh faster and even lighter than the previous generation 993s so not a bad performance bargain and starting in 99 those things came with 296 horse a couple years in they jumped them up just a little over 300 horse around 315 pretty good performance for the money you know you can find them in the mid to upper 20s well cared for dude nice
0: as for me, I'm a 30-year radio vet, and I love the big, fat, and freaky, that's a P-H-A-T, uh, American classics, uh, including my Sunday car, my 55 Plymouth. You will be mine. Yes. <laughs> yes, you will be mine. <laughs> so we are back. <laughs> let's, let's get back to Dana. Uh, Dana Forster is with us, artist extraordinaire, automotive artist from Independence, Missouri,
1: and uh we had some more questions that were ready to rock and roll with. Well the the first question that I had for him is what's the toughest car to paint?
2: Oh, I, that's an ugly one. You know, <laughs> the that, question or the car? That, uh, you know, it's like th- there are cars you like to paint because they have a certain amount of style and rhythm and power. And then there's cars that uh, like Pintos and Mavericks <laughs> and uh uh Camrys <laughs> uh, what's that other? Uh, oh yeah, um, Prius. Oh sure. Those, uh, well, that does Those are not exciting to me. Well, and uh, and and, 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 and know, nor are part. they
1: exciting to us. Doesn't really fit in with the whole muscle theme.
0: Although Brad introduced me to the perfect idea for a Pinto. Oh, yeah, that's. Uh, I was going to bring that, that up. A
1: Pinto, yeah, yeah. It's the one that's flamed from the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that's, that is a, done, that's done properly. I like that. Uh, so what is it you enjoy most about what you do, Dana?
2: Well, I like the flexibility of my life. My studio, we built the house here several years ago and, and built the studio um, so it's accessible easily from people outside. And it, it's comfortable for me. It's about 2,000 square feet. Just uh, the studio. I call it a basement. I call it <laughs> the studio level.
1: That's a good size studio.
2: I've got things adjusted just where I really enjoy them. Uh, I travel a certain amount. I get to meet uh, people that are enthusiastic about art and sell it to them. Um, it's a what lot a deal. of fun.
1: Absolutely. So shifting gears just a little bit, uh-huh. talk to us about having your art featured at the National Corvette Museum.
2: Well, that's exciting. Believe me. Um, anytime you can have your art in a, in a museum, especially one dedicated to your main subject, that's, that's exciting. And, uh, that I have a number of original pieces there. I've got, um, one of my most popular pieces has a a brick building, uh, with 1567 Corvettes. With the hoods up, and they're all big blocks, which means they oh, have a finger stripe cool. on it. And that piece is probably the the favorite piece of the public, um, for the public, and that is um, in the Corvette Museum. Uh, we we had it made into digital wall, watercolor <coughs> wallpaper, and They've got it on the the wall of
1: oh very the, uh, cool museum
2: archives. Nice, eleven feet tall and about twenty three feet long.
1: <laughs> oh wow, very cool. So it,
0: did, it didn't go down the hole, did it? Did any of your work find their way no, down into Satan's no. basement? <laughs> no, it didn't go. Good, uh, good for you. <laughs>
2: ironically, I, I I at the time that the sinkhole collapsed, I was on the board of directors at the museum and of NCRS. And we had had a board meeting the day before, but we were at a guest location, and uh, we were at Rick Hendrick's museum in Charlotte. And if we'd been, we'd have been still in town if we'd had it at the museum. Oh my! Uh, but um, the museum came out well with this. Uh, the um, the public relations. That we got from all over the world really brought a lot of contributions for the recovery of the museum. Oh, that's good. And, yeah, and uh, the museum has since, um, and with the strong uh, management, <clears throat> uh, they've they've done very well, uh, and they've they've since built a three mile road course. On Ooh. The, Across the highway from us, and uh, so it's 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 a nice, healthy organization and um, membership-driven, but um, people are really charged. And it's coming up on its twenty-fifth anniversary, believe it or not.
0: Well, that was one of those big times <laughs> when uh, it was almost like shed a tear time. Uh, one of the other oh. one of the other things that made my heart break was when uh, Country Classics. Up in Stanton, Illinois, had uh, one and a half oh, of their yeah, storage yeah. facilities burn, and i'd I'd been watching th- I'd been watching their website because they had they had like three fifty five Plymouths after the fire, no fifty five Plymouths, and I'm like, no, no, oh, stab me in the eye. Mark's so, got a thing for unloved Mopars. I know. I I love oh. the
1: big wallowing guppies. Bring them on. So anyway, okay, a uh, little bit different topic. Uh, just for everybody who is not familiar with NCRS, National Corvette Restore Society, tell me what it takes to become an NCRS master judge.
2: Well, what you have to do is to uh, become knowledgeable about certain years of Corvettes. Um, you can do that any number of ways, going to meeting, going to uh, judging meets, uh, reading the judging manuals that you can buy from NCRS online. Um, but you have to um, converse uh, with a lot of the, uh, the other judges and eventually work your way up the ladder until you reach uh, the level of a, of a master judge.
1: When you're judging, uh, what are some of the most common mistakes you find or the biggest mistakes you find? Yeah, that well, people make when they're they're uh, being judged.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, a lot of cars will be restored. Uh, some cars will be original, you know, and they just need some parts are uh, original to make it continue to be original. You have to well, when you're judging. You have to look and be able to discern what is an original part, or one is a reproduction part. And uh, the in part is usually detectable uh, by a good judge. And uh, you very careful. And that that can be a, you know, a net score now what's um, a, for that are, particular part.
0: Is there any specific part that ends up showing up a lot as being a repro? A uh, pretty oh, rare one.
2: Engine blocks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> engine blocks. You've got, there's lots of ways to do. Uh, to be able to judge the engine blocks, you're looking for the casting number uh, on the block. You're, you're looking for the casting date on the block. You're looking for the stamp pad to have uh, the vehicle identification number and the right suffix code on the, uh, on the pad. And uh, there are people that specialize in duplicating things like that. So you have to be very uh, you know aware of what kind of things people can pull. Um, the engine block, I'd say is the most critical because if it's not the original engine block or uh, or the requisite description of the block, then there's a heavy, heavy point deduction. So, you
0: judges kind of look like spider monkeys when you're out there <laughs> climbing all around and under and over these things, trying to find yeah. these numbers. Wow, that's a workout,
2: yeah, it really is i mean uh when you when you're judging a car for originality, you have eight people, and it's teams of two or more, and you need four teams, one for uh, for interior. One for exterior, one for um, mechanical, and one for chassis.
0: And everybody's and, a spider monkey.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially well, the chassis guys, because they have to get down under the car.
0: Dana, thank you so much for joining us today. Mm-hmm. It was great to hear about all the artwork. And, and remember, you can go find that artwork at DanaForesterArt.com. That's F-O-R-R-E-S-T-E-R, DanaForesterArt.com. And you can get a custom made or buy your own.
1: Thank you so much, Dana. You bet. We've got Exit Lane Live
0: coming up next on Road Muscle Radio. Road Muscle Radio just keeps on rolling. I'm Catfish Groves along with Brett Hatfield. And, Brett, there's some busy stuff coming up and some bad news. Let's check this out. Get it on the schedule for getting on the road. Check out these car events across Kansas City in Exit Lane Live.
1: Everybody in Kansas City knows how much rain we've had for the last two weeks. It seems to never end. I saw a guy on my street today stuffing two animals of every kind in a boat. (laughs)
0: It's just it's, it's 1966 New Yorker. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bright yellow with a red interior. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That's up on that mountain. <laughs> he too was, he mountain. was trying to shove a, a gorilla in there today. <laughs> uh, because of all the rain we've had, that fantabulous Long uh, Lake Garnett Grand Prix reunion oh, no. has been postponed. Oh, uh, not canceled. No, not canceled. Postpone. Been postponed. Yay. They've been they put it off until November 9th through the eleventh. But. Uh, the thing is, Lake Garnett, they do race around a lake and part of the track drops down through what it's is kind sp- of a low section. It's a spillway. Yeah. And that spillway is usually five or six feet up above the water. But not now, not no, this week. It's spilling. Oh yeah. It's uh. running across there. And uh, that does make it tough, you know, unless your race car comes with a kayak on the roof. <laughs> makes it kind of tough to get around the circuit. What was that ugly amphibious one? You remember that from the 60s? Oh, no, no, that no, no, no. Thing that, it little... was an Amphicar. <laughs> Lyndon Johnson oh, yeah, owned yeah, one. Yeah,
0: yeah just but ugly. That is one of the few cars I would go, you know what? That's just pretty much
1: too ugly to well, own. Well, and the Amphicar was called an Amphicar 770, and here's why. Seven miles an hour on water, 70 miles an hour on land. For that's, real? Yeah, for real. Honest to God, that's why it was named that. Wow. Yeah. And they were, you know, you can't make a, a boat into a car or vice versa and wind up having any kind of either. But uh, <laughs> it did kind of sort of work. I saw one at that uh, at the uh, Boulevard Drive-In show, the pinups, uh, the pistons and pinups oh, show yeah, that yeah. was a couple months back that my car won. Uh, (laughs) I'll break my arm pat myself on the back later (laughs) Anyway, Lake Garnett has been postponed for a month Just way too wet, way too soggy And all kinds of logistical nightmare stuff to try and work out Tentatively rescheduled for November 9th through the 11th And I'll still be going down there if they have it Fingers crossed, man Fingers Fingers crossed, crossed, absolutely
0: And especially with the weirdness that the weather has been Maybe it won't be rainy there, but like, you know, 80 degrees (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> In yeah, November. Well, well, w- welcome to Kansas, where you don't get to put away your shorts till Christmas, and you don't get to put away your sweaters till <laughs> Memorial Day. Now, there's still
0: a few things left. This uh, Talking about Exit Lane Live and all the car events going on across Kansas City, uh, they're just not... It's, it's well, about end
1: of season. It is, but we got a couple weekends left. We got this weekend that's just, you know, mostly in the bag because they're yeah. calling for more rain. Give us your top hit, your two top hits. Well, we got... Uh, Next weekend, October 20th, uh, Overland Park. It's the fifth annual Guys and Gears Charity Car Show uh, at Furniture Deals on 103rd and Metcalf, 11 to 4. Pre-registration is $25 and includes event t-shirt. That's a lot better than you usually get at most shows for your 25 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. and day of the show pre-registration twenty that can't be right it says pre-registration twenty-five <laughs> day of the show twenty bucks, uh, I'm Man. I'm betting that's backwards. I'm betting it's thirty. I'm betting that oh, was a, that sh- was a fat finger. <laughs> the day of the show twenty bucks no t-shirt. Oh, well, there no, you go. If, so if you don't wear a t-shirt, uh, yeah, sweet. The, Something like that. <laughs> uh, goodie bags and dash plaques for the first 75 <laughs> entries. Boy, this is going I down We sell that one, baby. Oh, yeah. Nailed uh, it. <laughs> trophies, door prizes, kettle corn, fresh lemonade, kids area, JT's American Pride food truck. Always good to see the food trucks show up. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, let's see. Oh, we, we've uh, talked about, uh, I want to remind everybody, we've talked about this a lot. October 20th, Shawnee, 9th Annual Special Olympics Car Show Theater in the Park. Uh, 7710 Renner Road, 10 to 2, free to sponsor to spectators. Advance registration, 20 bucks. Day of, 25, 50/50 50, 50, 50, raffle. More information or to register: www.jcprd.com/slash cars in the park or Road Muscle, muscle radio. radio. I was Dot just about com. to say,
0: you've got, to, you've got a few more listed here, and what we'll do is we'll just put those up on Road Muscle Radio. Yeah, lots and, of stuff to choose from. And go check it out. It will be under the side that's for October, because the other one coming up next month is like
1: empty. Yeah. <laughs> Although oh, I will change, and I'll put Garnett in there. But I did find one thing in December, believe what? it or not. this It was a fluke deal. I found one in December. December 1st, Lewisburg, Kansas, Gasser Giveaway and Toy Drive. Timber Creek Bar and Grill. I love Timber Creek. They have the best burgers ever. Uh, 14 East Amity Street in Lewisburg, uh, 4 to 10 p.m. Final chance to get a ticket for a 67 Plymouth Belvedere. The reason I bring this up, that car was at the Pistons and Pinups over at the boulevard, yeah. and I bought a ticket, and if I win this sucker, I'm giving uh, it to you. It's the dumbest, loudest, most powerful oh thing. Oh, my God. Your neighbors will hate your guts, and you will <laughs> love it I'll trade you
0: what I would have paid for the uh, uh, for that 66 pl- uh, uh, Chrysler for it.
1: We'll, make, we'll make a deal. Uh, sounds like a winner. Sounds yeah. like a winner. And then you can buy all the burgers you want there. No, I'm going to give it to you just because it's not a boat. <laughs> and so I won't <laughs> buy something that you hate. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, be sure to look for those, roadmuscleradio.com.
0: Also, if you know of some events that are coming up that we don't know, please let us know. You can email driver at (laughs) roadmuscleradio.com. And uh, all all that information's on roadmuscleradio.com.
1: What do you got for us on storing your car?
0: We uh, this is the second part. It's from an article that was on Haggerty dot com. Those people would know they're pretty smart. And we talked last week about uh, or last show about storage uh, before storing. So now, when you're storing your car, this was kind of funny. They they recommend, uh, according to this article, placing baking soda refrigerator packages in the interior and trunk yeah. areas absorb smells. Yeah. And yeah, probably moisture. A little bit of moisture to come out of it. Now, if you're, if you're going to be in a place that might, you know, kind of like barn fresh, you've got your plastic laid down. Yeah. You've got your stuff to try to uh, keep the, the vehicle from sitting right on top of direct soil. Uh, to keep insects and vermin out of the car, you put a plastic bag over the air cleaner, air inlet, and exhaust pipes. I hadn't even thought about that. I, I wouldn't the exhaust pipes that didn't I didn't even think about that with the air cleaner air inlet. I'm like, "Okay, that kind of makes sense, especially I got it and you know, me being the bottom feeder shopper, uh, a lot of these vehicles I look at, they pop the hood, you know, hoods up on uh on Craigslist, and there's no air cleaner or anything right on top of that car, oh, yeah. and I'm looking down going, "That is that's the hell of a thousand rusts." Yeah. And it's inside the engine, so uh, putting a bag over the stuff—great idea. You can also cover them with uh, aluminum foil and just kind of tape it on with uh, some type of like painter's tape, etc. Place mothballs in the tailpipe, which I thought was interesting. I wonder, with mothballs, is there any type of corrosive quality to the? I the, don't know if
1: there's any corrosive the quality, up? but I bet that it keep the little critters from trying to. Oh yeah. So you know, happy and, home. and I yeah. should have thought of the thing on the tailpipes because I've seen them fire up and you know, blow acorns out the back from whatever store and stuff in there. One
0: of the other things they also suggest for the tailpipe, we're uh, putting in your tailpipe, <laughs> uh, steel wool. No kidding. Take just not Brillo pads with the soap, but just steel wool and pack that in there a little bit. And you know, as long as it's not in a too damp an area, that's you, interesting. You should be golden. Now, they also say place the vehicle on jack stands, the step avoids uh, flat spots. Yeah, your tires yeah. and helps your uh, suspension no, that's, because it's not supporting the entire vehicle's weight during the winter?
1: Absolutely valid. Uh, you can let a car sit for a couple of weeks and come back and drive it like some of my stuff. And, you know, you get the womp, womp, womp for the first half mile you're driving. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now,
0: you mentioned last week about putting a, one of those uh, battery tenders on Oh, it. yeah. Those things are uh, golden. And then they're, they've got a couple of other kind of cool ideas. But overall, uh, some really great stuff for, for packaging your baby. And, uh, and keeping it sweet for the next time you can break it out and really, really get on the road. Absolutely. That wraps it up for this one. I mean, time, boom, done.
1: It, it, it went by so quickly.
0: Look for us on Facebook. We post all types of fun stuff there, uh, videos, etc. And be sure to check us out at roadmuscleradio.com. We even have a Twitter account that I occasionally pop something up on, which is, you know, RoadMuscleRadio. radio. Brett Hatfield, Catfish Groves. We'll see you next time down the road on Road Muscle Radio.
2: Adios.